Ακούτε την νέα πανελλήνια φωνή και όπω σα έχουμε πει, σήμερα έχουμε μια ειδική αφιέρωση για τον Τζορτζ Μπίζο. Είναι μερικοί άνθρωποι που έχουν να μα δώσουν πάρα πολλά για τον Γιώργο τον Μπίζο. Μία τέτοια φίλη τη νέα πανελλήνια φωνή και προσωπικότητα στη χώρα μα είναι η Κατερίνα Κατοπόδη. Την καλωσορίσουμε πολύ θερμά στη τηλεφωνική μα γραμμή. Κάτσι, good morning, καλημέρα. Καλημέρα, Γιώλα. Καλημέρα on what was a very sad week for us as a Greek community. Absolutely, it's left us very saddened and a void has been left in our Hellenic. Community. I must congratulate Newsroom Africa on the fantastic coverage that they gave, the tributes that you planned, and really wonderful videos, beautiful people coming to speak up and tell us their experiences with advocate George Bezos. What was this all like for you this week? So, you know, it's one of those very surreal moments. I tell you why, because dealing with a big breaking story, dealing with the passing of an icon in South Africa is something that I'm very used to. It's something that we have done from a news perspective in the newsroom journalistically for years and years on air. And in fact, you even prepare for these things ahead mm. of time. As macabre as that sounds, yeah. you do have to have a plan. Um, you know, before former President Nelson Mandela died, we had what we called an M-plan. It was locked in a vault practically, but there was an entire plan dedicated to how we would execute our work mm. on the day that he died. So, so from that perspective... It was rolling coverage, a big story, and understanding that he was an absolutely huge, huge figure in South Africa. There was, however, another side to this when it comes to George Bezos as well, because for us in the Greek community, especially for those of us who were at Saheti, mm. all of our school careers, uh, the name George Bezos wasn't just a name that we read about in newspapers, watched on television. He wasn't just a figure far away. He was very much a part of us. Absolutely. And that is what made it slightly, in fact, quite difficult from that perspective because you realize that a real fabric of our society, our community, which essentially is what makes us up mm. as he leaves South Africa, has gone. And so it was, it was these, two, uh, these two emotions, you know, the adrenaline on the one side, the execution of this news on On, on the one side, and then the real sense of loss as a community first and foremost. You know, George Bezos is somebody that I, Advocate Bezos is somebody that I spent a lot of time with professionally. I remember, Yula, when I was still hosting an evening show on 702 many, many years ago. Mm. He was a guest, and Benedict Macher and I had him in studio for two hours, and we were young, I'm talking 20 years ago. And, and we, he came in and we said, well, Advocate Bezos, he said, no, 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 call me George. Mm-hmm. And so we did for the rest of the interview. But I must say, years later, I thought, gosh, that was wrong. That felt so oh. wrong. But- <laughs> But that's the kind of person that he was. You know, when you talk about the Saheti days, when we were learners there, really it is exactly that. He was very present. We all knew him very well. And Gideon Sula at the time made sure that we knew him very well. He was on the board, of course, for, for many, many years, maybe two decades. And really he was there. He would speak to us. Do you remember? It was actually the smiling advocate George Bezos that was always very soft to the children that we knew. Yes. You know, I will be forever grateful for the fact that George Bezos made Saheti and contributed to the Saheti that you and I went to, the Saheti that didn't discriminate, the Saheti that allowed children of all cultures, races, denominations to join our school irrespective of the horrors and the horrific nature of the apartheid government. 
So mm-hmm. while other schools were totally segregated, and and you know we speak to colleagues and peers and friends our age who were in completely segregated schools, we had the privilege of of being confronted with the reality that segregation was wrong, that mm-hmm. apartheid was a crime against humanity, and so our school was filled with a whole lot of people who didn't look like us, and that was so wonderful. Absolutely, and we have those friends. We still have them um, sitting Correct. on committees and associations at Saheti, which is really wonderful. And, you know, Katie, it's just interesting to me because in that time, how the culturescape was, he dared George Bezos, advocate George Bezos, to do something that most people would not do. And I don't think it was taken very well by many, even in his own community. And yet all these years later, it's just so interesting to see how the world changes, people change, majority thoughts and all these things that we take for granted and correct in one generation are so wrong in the next. I find that very interesting. And he was ahead of his time, wasn't he? Not only was ahead of his time, but it certainly it certainly reveals a man who was committed to to the correct ideals, who had a right value system, and who saw injustice and didn't keep quiet. Mm. This is the most important thing, and it's a lesson I personally want to teach my young boys to say: where there is an injustice, you cannot stay quiet about it. You've got to speak up. As long as you're on the right side, it doesn't, by the way, have to be of the law. Because George Bezos wasn't on the right side of the law. Correct. And, and in fact, Yula, I was reading a very interesting article just yesterday. The then apartheid government, um, I think it was Foster, at some point turned around and said of George Bezos, mm-hmm. he is walking, he's on a short rope, he said. Now, in those days, to say of someone that somebody's on a short rope, that could essentially have implied death. Exactly. Either an assassination. Or, in those days, we had the death penalty. He could have been accused of treason. Mm. Yet, despite the personal difficulties and the threats to his own family, he continued because he believed very strongly in the ideals and in the value which he carried out. And I think it's so important that you mentioned that to the threat of his own family. You know, this is the courage that we speak of here, of this man. And so much did he believe that that was the right path that he was walking, that he did. He endangered everyone around him and his very own career and his own life. So that can never, ever be ignored and forgotten. And I think that is what makes him so very special. Yes, and of course, you know, the tributes that have been pouring out for him, it is, it is testimony to the person he was. Last night, former President Thabo Mbeki was on, um, was on Newsroom Africa, and he said extremely significant things about George Bezos, and particularly about his Greekness, which obviously I appreciated and it resonated <laughs> with me personally, because he said George Bezos escaped a Nazi-occupied Greece. And there is no doubt that Thabo Mbeki, in my mind, that George Bezos' Greekness, and in fact, the fact that even Greeks in our country back then were often treated with extreme hostility by, by what Tabon Beki has described as white Afrikaans people. There is no doubt that that was part of the making of George Bezos. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that resonated with me because it's an acknowledgement, first of all, of his roots, which we also appreciate, but also the fact that as South African Greeks, it wasn't necessarily, and particularly for many of our parents who might have come from abroad, um, as some of us are, are, are second or third generation, yes. perhaps, or first generation, I should rather say, 
it wasn't always easy for them and the discrimination felt was real. Mm. Now we've all heard those stories and exactly what you say, it really makes us proud. Let's just say it outright. Advocate George Bezos made us very proud to be Helenes, South African Helenes. And he did so all over the globe because he represented us, isn't it? We can now look back and say, yes, He's a South African Helene, and we are proud of that. So interesting that what we do today will remain tomorrow and characterize a group wider than ourselves. Absolutely right, Eula. You know, I was very privileged last year. We made a small documentary with, with Advocate Bezos as Nala Media. And, you know, he invited us into his home as we spoke about the details of, of the small documentary. And one of the stories he, he retold were, was, you know, when he'd be on a train as a young man and told to move to the back of the train because he was of Greek origin and not necessarily a white Afrikaans um, South African. The other thing that I think you say is so right in terms of, of the fact that he makes us so, so proud and made us so proud. CNN Greece got in touch with me yesterday because they've written up a story about him and I'm sure you have seen internationally yes. the stories about him are coming out thick and fast because he certainly deserves it. Absolutely. It is those those values that we talk of. But you tell us so many interesting stories. I mean, you spoke at his birthday parties. I know you were invited to MC those. <laughs> tell us about those moments and how it felt for you to be invited to be the master of ceremonies at some of those events. I mean, surely you've done so many things with him. Well, Jula, it is. it was my great honor that year after year, and I must thank the Bezos family, because year after year, the Bezos family invited me to MC Advocate Bezos' birthdays. And it was an extremely powerful and, and honorable thing for me to do. I loved every moment of it. But I must tell you a story about his 80th birthday because yes. that will stay with me for the rest of my life. It was one of those moments that just sent chills down my spine. So it was his 80th birthday. There was a huge celebration in a very fancy hotel. And uh, we'd been working weeks on the preparation. At the last moment, I received a call to say, you need to prepare for a special guest. And I said, who is the special guest? And they said, no, no, we can't tell you. We can't tell you who the special guest is. But you need to just be aware that at some point we might interrupt you to say that a special guest will be there. Mm. I said, that's fine. I heard nothing of it. Things went quiet. Um, then a few days before, the same message, a few hours before, and then on the night, there I was dressed and ready. We were rehearsing. We were doing our thing. My earpiece was in my ear, mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as all MCs normally have, as we were getting our comms, as we say. And um, in that moment, it was revealed that the special guest would be none other than Nelson Mandela. Wow. And so we thought, oh, wow, this is fantastic, amazing. Only for us to be told that actually it doesn't look like he's coming because he's, he didn't feel, I don't know if he didn't feel up to it, but he didn't look, it didn't okay. look like he was okay. coming. So, of course, we changed everything. In the middle of many of the speeches, I receive a message in my ear to say, actually, he just got into his car from his house and home, and he's making his way to the venue. Be prepared. <laughs> and, of course, at every moment they were saying, the eagle has landed, the eagle is making his way up the stairs. And, of course, I had to prepare the audience, who had absolutely no idea about this. Oh, so at some moment, um, I had to interrupt everything and say, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one person in this world 
who could get the person who's about to enter into this room right now, and that's none other than Advocate Bezos. Because please, can you all stand up? And everyone stand up, not quite sure what was going to happen. I said, this isn't on the program, and this is a special interruption, but it's going to be worth it. Please stand up. Everybody stood up, not knowing what to expect. The doors swung open, and none other than Nelson Mandela, in a golden Madiba shirt, <laughs> walked in. Yula, if I tell you that it is the one time in my life that I felt the electricity of the moment, it was so electric, the, the audience went nuts. It was the applause. It was unbelievable. I saw so many tears in the audience. Um, I myself became teary. Mm. I know that my, um, my, my co-anchor, Tanya Patricios, she too became teary. It was quite something for us to witness. I have never, ever seen that. It was the most magnificent moment. And, of course, it was none other than George Bezos reuniting with his very, very mm. dear friend, Nelson Mandela. You tell these stories and uh, you just leave us speechless because even as you say how moved you were, you've described the electricity so well that we're also feeling exactly that. We can see the crowd standing up and cheering and we can feel it. And you know what we felt? The love of that friendship. What you're describing is the friendship that brought Nelson Mandela to that special celebration to wish his friend. And that is really testament to who George Bezos was. Most certainly, the love of the friendship, the importance of the moment, yes. and the importance of the connection between these two people who, under other so-called normal circumstances, would never have connected. Yes. And we've all read about if needs be and how Advocate George Bezos advised him to add those words just before so that maybe he would not be sentenced to death. Because if we look at that moment where, yes, he's his lawyer, Advocate George Bezos, but he's his friend and he knows his friend could be sentenced to death. These are things that we can't understand unless you're there. But even just reading about it, it's moving that if needs be, those few words yes. and you know how it, it could have ultimately maybe saved Nelson Mandela and changed the course of things in our country. Most certainly, most certainly. And I must say, Yula, this is not something that I knew beforehand. It's not something that I even remembered reading, although although, you know, when I reread it I thought, oh perhaps I did. The fact that if if need be was added by George Bezos himself and and it was such a powerful moment in the history of our country, in fact in the history of the world, dare I say. Absolutely, because it changes things. And you can say, as you said a little earlier, I'm going to tell my sons and they're going to see that example of a Helene that has lived in South Africa and that this is what you must do, speak your truth, because this is exactly what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to try and live my life. So one person really does radiate, changes the, the face of the way we integrate, the way we think and the way we act towards others. You know, and uh, it's September, it's Human Rights Month coming up, so I think I think it's, it's really fitting for us to honor Advocate George Bezos even more this month. Most certainly, Yula. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think taking him, you know, he was very much a part of our lives. He was very much a part of our country. Uh, but, but keeping him in our hearts and remembering the importance of the values he had is critical. Carbon Becky said it last night. He said George Bezos was a man of value. And these are the kinds of values, he said, which I thought was a, a not-so-subtle big at the current administration. Mm -hmm. He said, these are the current values we do not see today. He even went as far as to say you would never see George Bezos flaunting his money or driving around in a Rolls Royce. Unlike 
he was suggesting politicians mm. of today because this is a man who was dedicated to public service and this is something that we need to remember. Right. And we've heard him in interviews say exactly that, that it, it isn't about fancy cars and um, splashing around a lot of money. It was about the values. He spoke of forgiveness in interviews that I have seen of him, as did Nelson Mandela, and moving forward and creating something new, not of revenge and not of materialism. So very powerful messages there. Any other very powerful messages that stand out for you in this time as you as newsroom editor of Newsroom Africa have covered the story. So, Yula, there are so many powerful moments, so many powerful words of George Bezos, but there is one that, that will stay with me forever. It's one that I've thought of many, many times over the years. And in fact, it's even one that I repeated on television the other night. And so uh, your audience has probably heard much of it before, but for me, it's important. You know, often George Bezos was asked, which country do you love more, Greece or South Africa? And his answer was rather simple. That yes. is like asking a child if he loves a mother or a father more. And that for me is so profound because so many of us can resonate with that extremely deeply. Absolutely. It really is. And I watched you on TV live and it was wonderful. It was powerful. And it's exactly what we feel. And he represents us so, so correctly. He said, if South Africa and Greece were playing soccer, who would he cheer for? And he says, well, rather let it be a tie. <laughs> 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 so, yes, how wonderful. You know, it just shows you who he was. And, of course, you've had on Newsroom Africa very nice personal moments, special moving moments from his own family, and we must extend our condolences to the family at this moment. Anything else that you'd like to add from all that you have witnessed whilst you've been covering this story? You know, I think we've covered everything. Condolences to the family is obviously, you know, the first thing that one does in a moment like this. So our thoughts are obviously with them, but they must be very proud, very, very proud of the father, the papu, the uncle, the yes. patriarch, the, the founding Saheti member, the former chairman of the board, the advocate, the man who embodied so much. Absolutely. We really thank you for speaking to us today. You give us, you know, another perspective. And thank you for sharing that 80th birthday moment because those of us who couldn't be there actually experienced it through you. So thank you very much oh, for thank that. You, I must also tell you that at his 90th birthday, 10 years later, which was a mere two years ago, he was most unbelievably energetic. He was in such a great space. There was dancing. It was simply magnificent to see. Oh, that's fantastic. I think he lived a beautiful life. He left us a legacy. He was a legend. We will never forget him. And he stands up there with our heroes like Nelson Mandela and really gives us a way forward, gives us an example to follow and to be proud of. So this, I think, is my takeaway from this. And really thank you for shining light onto the stories, even through Newsroom Africa, that perhaps most of us didn't know and we could through you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Yula. Thank you, Katie. Katie Katapotis, of course, news editor of Newsroom Africa and also one of the directors of Nala Media. Thank you very much for being with us. Katerina Katapoti, Panto te masi mastinea panelinia, fonisev karistume, suevkomaste omorfo sabatokiriako. Thank you, Yula. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Katie. Bye bye.